What's up, everybody? We're here for another episode of Chasing Birdies. My man. What's up? Dude, it's so good to see you, bud. Yep. It's nice. I mean, we're, we're actually here. in person together doing this. This is fantastic. I mean, what else could you ask for? Seeing me on a snowy day? A snowy day, drinking some Chasing Birdie Blondale, which... We cracked two of those bad boys here about 10 minutes ago. Well, I cracked two about 10 minutes ago. You've had like half a beer, bud. But, but anyways, all right. this episode is brought to you by Lynx Brewing. So go on over to lynxbrewing.com. Check them out. We and just approved the labels for the cans of Chasing Birdie Blonde Ale this week. So nice little pop for y'all this summer on the golf course. We've handed it a lot out and a lot of people have liked it. So that's good. I mean, I know. I know. Everybody loved it, right? Everyone. But listen, I don't want people to always say, oh my God, it's great. Like, like I'm going to be offended, okay? No, no. Well, first off, I want to know if you really like it and if you really don't like it. Everyone's really liked it, so that's great. Appreciative of that. And I hope you all aren't bullshitting me. But if you don't like it, just say it. I don't really like it. That's cool. Right. No big deal. However, we've had phenomenal response on the beer. And ironically, today, our guest is Mr. Jeffrey Becker. Who founded Lynx Brewing here in Pittsburgh? So and and it's really cool to see and and you talk about chasing birdies. He's the the epitome of chasing birdies. I mean, he has a family business, fire restoration company, and he's kind of transitioned over to making beer in in the bottom of the fire restoration company, which now they are overtaking the top and making it a little bit of brewery feel and look to where we can have people there drink some beers and hit some golf balls yeah, over no. the river. Over the river. And, you know, some of our boys might hit some off the, the buildings, but you know what? Oh, That's we why need, they have insurance. We need B-Cats. We need Tango. We need JR. Throw Peering in there. Maybe Muscles, Mike Oatsy. Get the boys out there, and let's see if y'all can hit it over the river. Yeah, or even um, make it to the river. Who's going to hit the apartment right there? Somebody <laughs> with a high right <laughs> slice. Well, Peering's... Peering might not get it to the river. Peering will roll it. He'll roll it. I, I would say B-Cats has a strong potential. If he drank a little bit, if he's not really drinking, I don't think. But if he drinks a little bit, there's potential the, the apartment's in trouble. Absolutely. Because it's hot, It's right there on the right. JR can hit it a long way. Um, so he might be all Tango right. Tango will just be nervous. He'll be peeing himself. Yeah, he'll be checking his whoop. Me, I got no chance. Otsi, so Otsi, well, I would say Otsi's pretty calm, cool, and collected under pressure. He'll get it to the river. Muscles hitting homeless man left, low left. <laughs> <laughs> that cat would be hitting a low left hook. He, yeah, there could be a, a homeless person in jeopardy there, but he could also don't. I mean, he could he could yeah, smoke one down the middle. Smoke one. Smoke one. Let's just hope it's that one. So it's a good episode, guys. I know it's not a former NBA player, NHL player, or whatnot, but the guy's really chasing birdies. Jeff's a hell of a guy. We've been so appreciative of his partnership with us here at Chasing Birdies and, and getting this Blondale out for y'all to taste it and buy it and drink it and, you know, whatever you want to do with it. But the bottom line is this great episode here with Jeff Becker from Lynx Brewing Company here in Pittsburgh. So why don't we just take it on over there? What do you think, and, buddy? And yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. And don't forget to chip it and sip it. Yeah, there you go. As you all know by now, Chasing Birdies is proud to be partners with Holderness and Bourne. Check them out online at hbgolf.com. Holderness and Bourne makes fabulous pieces that help you look good on the course, even if your game is not up to par. Check out their new arrivals now for this golf season. Also, head on over to chasingbirdies.com to get some custom Chasing Birdie gear from Holderness and Bourne. 
We'll continue to drop these pieces through every season. That's jasonbirdies.com and holdernessandborn at hbgolf.com. What's up, y'all? We are here now. Well, I was going to say live, but we are live in person. And we are in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania here at Lynx Brewing Company with Jeff, the founder, owner, partner, my man. Welcome. Welcome to the brewery, everyone. This place is awesome. You can drink as much beer as you want at 11 a.m. It's fantastic. Usually we start even before 11 a.m. My man over here at Cannon Beer said, I already had one of these at like 1030. It's really good. Well, when you can beer, the cans that aren't good, you have to drink. So we take care of it. Well, I tell you, every time that we've been here, I end up drinking beer. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why not? Probably more than you plan to usually also. It's always a good time. So we're here celebrating the first day of the Chase and Birdies Blondale. And I got to tell you, it's, it's incredible. It is. It is dynamite. You are going to crush the shit out of these on the golf course after the round. I mean, Jeff's drank a case of beer already today. We're actually really happy with the way it turned out. You know, the three of us talked for a while about what kind of beer we wanted to do for this, and it, it, uh, it came in right where we wanted it to be. So let's dive into that in a little bit. I really want to get people to know, Jeff, what were you doing before you got into the beer world? Because let's be honest, you don't wake up one day and say, I'm going to go to work and be a manufacturer of alcohol, right? So what were you doing? Did your family have a business? The love of the game of golf? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so uh, I'm third generation running a family fire protection company called PFE. I've been doing it since 2001. And uh, it's been rewarding, you know, taking over a company that my grandfather and my father both ran. But it, uh, it never really got me out of bed in the morning. You know, it was exciting to continue the legacy on, but it, I knew it wasn't everything I wanted to do. And I am a big golfer, started playing when I was eight, and I'm a huge fan of craft beer. So about four years ago, I started going to the annual craft brewers conference, the National Craft Brewers Conference. That sounds like a great idea, but terrible idea, getting probably bombed every time. Well, trying to explain to everybody why I was going to the conference was the biggest challenge, because why is a fire protection guy going to a craft brewers conference? So I told everyone I was looking for opportunities to sell fire protection to the brewing world because it's so big. Meanwhile, I was completely lying. I wanted to learn more about craft beer. And so, you know, started educating myself on craft beer, started going to a bunch of different breweries, uh, Dogfish Head down in Delaware, one of my favorites, and came up with this concept that, you know, what does everyone like to do when they play golf but enjoy beer? So let's create a brewery that focuses you know, solely on the world of golf and create a connection with those individuals. And Lynx Brewing came out of it. The, the story I like to tell everybody is I was at the Masters in 2017 and I was walking around at the concession area and I was blown away about how Augusta National controls their brand better than anybody I've ever seen. When you walk through the concession area, it, everything is labeled Augusta or the Masters except for two things, M&M's, in the first and 10th tee power bar. And I said, how did the first and 10th tee power bar get their name in there? I said, well, wait a minute. If a nutrition bar company can create a brand that is focused on the world of golf, surely a craft brewery can do the same thing. And, and, and that's, that's what we have did. links. So let me ask you, again, I know that your love for the game of golf brought you to Lynx Brewing, but what other names were potential names of the brewery? Like, how did you settle on 
Lynx Brewing because it is very catchy. You tell people who we partnered with on our beer, and it's it's a perfect marriage because you're already involved in the golf world. We're obviously involved in the golf world. We all love golf. It's our passion. So where did that name come from? That's a great question. First of all, there's 8,000 breweries in the country, and it's hard to find names that aren't already taken. Well, mm-hmm. Tell us about it with the with the name of the beer. We were bouncing ideas off, and we finally settled on this because some others were taken. Exactly. You know, Actually, I don't even know what the we originated the name of the brewery. I, I probably was just sitting there one night thinking, what's a cool golf term that's not? See, we never want to be in your face about golf. Obviously, we're all golfers. You know, we didn't want to just call it like the golf beer company or something like that. So, you know, Lynx is a popular style golf course. And so we came up with that. And we thought it, it really worked well for our brand. If you look at our beer names, we originally wanted to have all these cool beer names. We wanted to have from the tips, you know, out of bounds IPA. Just a tip. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we wanted to have everything. All of them were taken. So, you know. That's crazy though. From the tips is taken for a beer? Yeah. And it has nothing to do with golf. If you do a search... If you ask any brewery, what's one of the most difficult things is trying to find beer names that haven't already been used by another wow. brewery. So all of our beer names are our, our brewery name, Lynx, and the style of beer after it, like Lynx Ale, Lynx IPA, things like that. That's a challenge there, but now you got one in the lineup that's uh, a blonde ale. We love it. And this is the first blonde ale that Lynx Brewing has created. So where I knew that it was going to be a good marriage for us is I really liked when we sat with down with Jeff and he asked us, what kind of beer do you guys want? Because your whole thing is you don't want to create the Lynx Ale for us, slap a label on it, and somebody be like, this is just the ale with the Chase and Birdies label on it. Right. So we actually got to sit down and talk about what we wanted in the beer. And, you know, Ryan and I really enjoy a blonde ale because you can drink it all day long mm-hmm. and... and fire smoke up with it and yeah drink on the course drink after drink in the morning drink for breakfast whatever you want yeah but that's one thing that i really liked about it the whole process of getting to this is because you didn't want to just put a label on it you wanted to actually let us get creative and so we came up with the chase and birdies blondale ingredient wise what goes into a, a beer people don't realize and it's like songwriting right people didn't realize that all that goes into songwriting or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of a PGA Tour event, what goes into a player getting there. So what got us to this beer that we're drinking right now that is... Mighty damn good. Delicious. It's <laughs> a great question. So there's four main ingredients in beer before you start adding you know, different fruits if you want to change it up. But the four main ingredients in beer are barley, hops, yeast, and water. And uh, we knew from our many discussions that you guys wanted a super crushable, refreshing beer that you know you could have four or five and not feel like you're going to fall over. So a blonde ale was perfect for us. We used, I think, the right hop combination. They give it a little bit of a, you know, a, it's definitely not fruity, but it has like a fruit character it to it. Thankfully, and rarely this happens, and not to brag, but we hit it on the first brew. Yeah. In fact, if you remember, the three of us sat down, I said, we might brew it once, and it's not going to turn out, and we're going to have to revise it. And uh, I don't think we need to make any changes at this beer. No, I think it's it's phenomenal. It's so, so damn good. off to you. You guys know what you're doing. And obviously, you listeners out there can hear right now we're at the brewery. There's action going on. You got phones ringing. You got some chaos in the background because they're making beer. This is an operation right now. So it's really cool to see it come full circle, especially from how you and I, buddy, I mean, bud, you had to pick me up there to dump the hops in a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. You, well, you took a run and jump and... I almost dove in. Well, so the step stool was um, slipping on that water. Yeah. It gets a little slippery in there for you five foot four guys. Um, 
Oh, so six butt, all right. So your actual business, the fire protection company, are you still pretty involved there, or are you a little more hands off now that you have this? It's really cool because the fire protection is upstairs, the the brewery is downstairs. But from my understanding, you're going to start transitioning the fire protection out and making that kind of a brewery style where we can go watch a sports game or watch a recording podcast. There Um, you go. Yeah. So the the number one question I'm asked is how much time do I put on the fire protection side and how much on the brewery? And I would say it's a solid 90, 90%, 10%. (laughs) Uh, Obviously much happier here. Um, Lots of fires these days. Exactly. We have really, we have a really great team at PFE that affords me the ability to focus on the brewery. It is located in the basement. We're brewing on, uh, for those that are listening that are really into breweries, we're brewing on a three and a half barrel system with five three and a half barrel fermenters. So what does that mean for the people that aren't into that? Three and a half barrel system means it's the size of the beer we can produce per production. So for three and a half barrels, we can produce 50 cases of 12 ounce cans. It's the most we can put in this space down here. It's the third growth we've done down here where the brewery is at. Going back to what you were saying, John, we're going to be moving PFE off the North Shore, located, as you guys know, right near PNC Park in Heinz Field. We're going to be moving PFE to a new facility in 2022 this year and early 2023 and upgrading to a 20-barrel brew house with a full tap room and a brand new facility. We're super excited about it. Wow. And the plans for it right now. That's I'm awesome. excited to see that growth, man. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's back to our whole concept, chasing birdies. Yeah, you do it on the golf course, but also in the beer world, you're chasing birdies. You're getting bigger and bigger, and that's fantastic to hear. So We know that we will always stay loyal to our demographic. The world of golf has really embraced us. I mean, it brought together this relationship. You know? Yeah. How about the fact that we all played together in a member guest at Pete Dye and didn't even know it I know. a couple of months back. You know, we've created wonderful relationships with individuals in the world where Give huge support from the Tri-State PGA section and the local pros. And uh, we're just going to continue. I always say we want everybody to love our beer, but we'll always stay loyal to our base demographic. And that's the world of golf. So now, you know, you got some of these golf clubs around Pittsburgh. You're in 13 Mm -hmm. clubs. And obviously the most well-known is going to be Oakmont, I would say. We brew their in-house beer, the 1903. And that's what I was getting into. So a little bit about that story. I mean, you brew the in-house beer at Oakmont. O- Oakmont, I, I love to say the very first place we ever sold beer to, the first sixth that ever rolled out of here for sale was the Oakmont Country Club. And that kind of just set the stage for us. You know, when we create a relationship, they're so great to us and they're huge supporters, their staff, their, the whole team over there. And they were buying our beer, you know, our branded beer for a while. And they came to us and said, what about uh, creating our own beer for us? Just like we did with you guys. I am a big believer. I don't take one beer and just relabel it mm-hmm. and, and brand it. Which I love that. Yeah, I won't do it. Um, we won't do it. I, I think it's kind of a cop out. So we created a, a, a new recipe based upon our, our flagship link sale, changed it up, raised the AB a, a bit, changed the pro, hot profile. And now it's called the 1903 Ale. And we actually introduced it this past year at the uh, 121st U.S. Amateur. It's the first time they sold it. That's where I saw the photos on Instagram of people posting about the beers. It was, yeah. It's a cool can. 1903 on the side. Again, you know, you do things right in life, the right things are going to happen, right? If you just slap something on and made it the, the same beer that you have for everybody else, it doesn't give it the same allure. It doesn't give it the same, you know, swagger. Listen, people People want to support the 
chasing birdies blonde because they know us, they know you, or it's going to be a crushable beer that they love. Absolutely. So it's important that it has its own little profile. If, if, If we didn't do that, let's say we just took one of our recipes and we put it in a can and called it the Chasing Birdies Blonde. And it was just one of our other ones that everybody's had. At some point, someone's going to say, that's just the same beer. You just put a different label in the can. Yeah. I never, ever want that to never. happen to us. And so that's why we won't do it. Yeah. Hats off to you, man. We, we love the opportunity to have you guys as a partner. And we look forward to watching it grow. You know, we want to be able to try to help get this beer out to market a little bit get some people out there drinking. I, I'm going to love the fact that this beer could potentially be in a golf cart somewhere floating around Pittsburgh maybe. Someone asks for a Chase and Birdie Blonde. CBB. Give me a I CBB. Mean, I can assure you this beer will be in golf carts once the season starts. Yeah. I guarantee it will be. Well, I know that we're we're definitely um, got some people interested in bringing it into their golf club. So keep it going. Let's keep it rolling. And um, So what outside of work, obviously you love to play golf. What's that like for you? You're just an addict like all of us? I am. Um, you know, it wasn't just a, a mistake that we also wanted to have a brewery that was focused on the world of golf because I'm so passionate about it. And it's afforded me the ability to play a lot more than I used to. Yeah. You know, we, I think we did 17 uh, golf events in 2021. What where, you, what, like member guests and things like that? Yeah, where we're setting up a tent and a jockey box and we're pouring beer on the golf course. Interestingly, usually I don't play in the events. I'm always asked to play in them. But for me, for us to help build the brand, it's a lot more advantageous to be standing at the tent, pouring beer as all the foursomes are yeah, coming talking. by. Yeah, but I probably play twice a week. You know, I have no regrets about that. Yeah. What's up, bud? I mean, you play more golf than anyone. Yeah, what I mean, no, I do. I, I, I definitely play more than him and our other buddy, Brandon. But I, I'm also in a little different situation than them. I don't have kids. They have kids. You know, you know they work 24-7. I work 24-7, but... No, the point is I do. I get out and play a good bit. But here's the thing. To be quite honest with you, it has become totally exhausting in a sense because you get out there, you keep doing the same shit, you keep shooting the same scores, you think you figured it out, then you realize you didn't figure it out. Then when you think you figured it out again, you're back to square one. I just want to, like, 2022, I just want to have fun with my buddies on a course, have a couple cold beers. Oh, he's always on his phone. This guy can't help but text people while he's recording a podcast if you notice like my phone's over there no well, because I, I i'm placing I mean, orders for his, my real yeah right he, yeah yeah uh-huh. right his real you notice that so it's like this is bullshit to him <laughs> so i'm just kidding but no golf becomes a little bit of to answer his question yeah it became a little bit exhausting you know getting out there and playing in them tournaments well i think for you though you play in so many damn golf tournaments and you do not have the best year how many rounds did you play in 2021? Any idea? I don't know. I mean... Over 100? Oh. That was in the month of July, part. <laughs> I mean... I probably played over 121, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, how about this, which my father's coming to today for the beer. Um, in 2020, my father retired about three and a half years ago, 232 rounds of golf. The solid year. And does not include his 36 whole days, which there's a lot of those. Wow. I mean, obviously, he spent some time down south also. Though. He's Pinehurst at Pine Needles and Mid Pines they, they play at. so, But he plays 18 holes in like an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, it, it was interesting. You were just talking about on the golf course and the whole phone thing. One of my, I don't know if you want to call it an, a resolution, New Year's resolution for 2022, is to put the phone away while I'm on the golf course. It's, yeah. That's all you have to do. I mean, we were with some you know individuals that are older than me over the holidays, and I said, what did people used to do 25 years ago when you didn't have cell phones? Right. If there was an emergency, 
you know, your spouse or somebody called the pro shop and they send somebody out to find you on the golf mm-hmm. course. Today, watch every single person. You walk oh. off the green, oh my they God. reach in the cart and they immediately look at their phone. Uh, yeah. our, our good friend, prime example, Eric Dangrady, he's coming today to have some beers with us. Just ask him about his partner and member guest. It I starts mean, out of the gate. I mean, can't get off the phone. You want to be at work, go to work. Yeah. Can't get off the phone. And then you wonder why you're three down through three. Yeah. How do you concentrate and get your head in the game <laughs> if you're reading three down after three? I mean, and then, I've, now, I've been there. then, then I've he's been saying, there. oh, I should be at work. When he's golfing, he wants to be at work. When he's working, he wants to be golfing. Yeah, bud. How's that work? I just, I think, I think that we got to find a way to separate ourselves from our electronic devices. Like, for example, I agree. An it's Apple, terrible. An Apple watch on your wrist when you're putting and it starts to buzz right in your, your backswing. I will say, and Bash, you can agree as, as my partner, I've gotten better on my phone in the golf, on the golf course. I've kind of let that go a little bit. Yeah, I don't uh, think you're bad on the phone. On I, the I've gotten course. away from it, but it's still even, it's, I'm not that great, but it's getting a little bit better, but it's still ridiculous. Like, again, you're out there for four hours. The call that my wholesale customer reaches out to, I mean, granted, they need me, but at the same time, like, let's just enjoy a little bit. Like, play hard, work hard, live hard like, yeah. you know what i mean like type thing here's the question i'll ask the two of you yeah now remember who you're talking to when you answer this question yes sir do you drink when you're on the golf course for me it varies member guest i will dabble with uh some transfusions before or while you're playing while we're playing but it's not like 15 of them it's in a nine hole match i'd say it's like one and a half mm-hmm. to where you get a little you feel all right now after we'll we'll tie one on but i don't drink that I don't know, man. It's just like I get kind of a little cranky out there after if you if I have eight or nine beers uh, in eighteen holes. Yeah, I, I generally don't drink when I'm playing golf. If we go back out to play another eighteen, absolutely, I get a six pack. If it's a lax evening round, I might have a couple beers. But if I'm going out to play on a Sunday morning, I'm not drinking. But that might change a little bit this year. I'll tell you a story, real quick story. We had a. Um, which you're going to be involved in the the big smoke. It's in the fall at Pete Dye Golf Club. But anyways, love that place. Um, I played with a buddy of mine, and and um, a number eighteen. There was an airstrike of eight Miller Lights for him and his partner on eight tee box, nine green. They were all gone. No. Oh yeah. But they shotgun them that day. They got on property at twelve o'clock, and I think at like eight o'clock, I'd asked them how many beers they had, and the one guy said, I think we had 47 between us. And the other guy said, no, we've had 48. And he started drinking his 48th. Wow. Crazy. For me, I find that one or two will relax me a little bit. You know, yeah. uh, when I play, I'll go into a round and I'm like, I'm not going to drink anything. I'm going to go off the first tee and just keep it straight. And then whether it's tension or looking at my phone, you know, I'll have a beer or two. And then the whole round comes back to me. You know, that's just my style. Well, that's like our mutual friend, JR. J.R. Hess. Mm-hmm. I mean, my man has a tea time at 8 a.m. He shows up at 7.50, gets two screwdrivers or... You he know, can't see straight by hole three. Doesn't even... Doesn't <laughs> he even plays love play with him. Doesn't even warm up, and he goes right to the tee. I can't do that. No, I can't do that. It's 100 degrees out, and you're bombed, and it's like, I mean... But that's do- also my problem, because I take it too serious, to mm-hmm. agree. You because know. you're good, dude. You're one of the best golfers out there. But Do you think it affects your game? <laughs> Will it affect your game if you had two or three beers and like? I don't know. I don't think two, two. But if I start to get a little, and it doesn't take me much, mm-hmm. you know. Then now there's other things that I could probably do on a golf course, and I would be more focused. Vitamins, mm-hmm. yeah. 
some certain partaking some vitamins and we're and we're not talking we're not talking drugs okay yeah. that's not what the hint is no. but just yeah certain just fish oysters that vitamin D. me in yeah vitamin m a's so but <laughs> vitamin v's vitamin v's <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're definitely gonna be having these these beers out this year oh that's, dude. that's the move i can't wait our our first take of these beers is going to be the pinehurst here the first week of march so I can't wait to have some Chase and Birdie's blondes on the on the flight. But like I said, man, this this beer is going to be so enjoyable for everyone. Like right now, we're just yeah, having we're a just couple beers, having but. a couple of beers. I'm literally just crushing them down. I mean, they are and they're going down like water crushing. right now. Absolutely, you know. And, and um, it is going to be one of those beers where you can have a bunch of them and you know not feel like you're going to lose your game or your scorecard is going to be a disaster. You know, it's going to oh, just be a restart the round. Exactly. So I have to tell you something. My um, Pine Needles, uh, Peggy Kirk Bell, who taught me how to play golf, she passed away about three years ago. She was the owner of Pine Needles Mid Pines. And it was funny when, you know, I'm 10, 11 years old. At that time, she was probably 80, you know, 75, 80. We would play the first hole, and if she made bogey, she said, I don't like that the start. Let's go start over. No. So you'd go back to the first tee, start back over. But if, if you made a bogey, it was like, we got to keep rolling. She made par, so let's just keep her going. But it starts all around over. No. I got some friends that would probably do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you definitely do. You definitely do. But, no, we're we're so excited, to, again, to be here today. And thank you so much for the uh, ability to work with you and, and get your beer out there a little bit, maybe in a different creative way for you. I mean, I think it's a good brand boost for Lynx. I really do. It's, it's going to do really well. I think it's going to, you know, continue to grow our, you know, our following together, we'll do that. And excited to see the response. You know, the biggest way for us to rate it is when people start rating it on Untapped, which is that that brewery website that people like to rate beers. So I'm excited to see, you know, how they they give us feedback on it. But I think it's going to do real well. So if I keep voting on there, is that no? You can only you only get one check in on it. Yeah, but you know what we tell everybody to you know give us give us positive results with it. Yeah. So for us, what's the end game for the Chase and Birdie Blonde for for you as far as where where do you see this beer being? You know, I know that we, our partner Nemecolon is going to be so kind. They're going to bring it on property for us. And that's going to be awesome to have it there and see people drinking the beer on property. What about for you, though, as the owner of the beer company? I, I think that we want to, you know, we want to make sure we let all of our the clubs that we're at we're at 13 we're going to expand upon that in 2022 you know we every week we send out you know the available beers that we have and this will be part of it you know and it's a Blondale which will be very exciting to a lot of the clubs and it's right at the right ABV at 4.8% you know it's a, it's a lighter beer so people aren't going to feel like they're drinking a ton of calories Blondales are very very popular so i think that you know what i'd like to see is Right now, this first batch that we're doing today is all cans, which is exciting, mm-hmm. you know. But eventually, we'll start to do some some kegs of it as well, and we have to come up with a cool tap handle for it. And uh, we want to see it on tap of places. We want to see it in golf carts. And I think you know we'll just follow that along as we get into the golf season. You know, we're a little early. You know, April April one is really I would say, guys, when when the golf season starts. But what's cool is we're gonna have the cans now, and we can start getting it out to people, and they can start trying it because we want them to be asking for it. At their at their courses and at their clubs. Yep. So um, this this whole podcast, chasing birdies, is about obviously chasing birdies in life and on the course. But for you, what is your five year goal for Lynx Brewing? Where do you see Lynx Brewing in five years? 
I'd love to be able to answer that question, but it changes weekly, I, th- I feel like, for us. I think that what we say to ourselves the most is that if someone says, what's the ultimate goal for Lynx Brewing Company? When have you achieved what you were really looking to do? It would be brewing the in-house beer for Augusta National. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's when we've achieved the pinnacle of our success. You know, we, we, have all, we always say we want to be at the top 50 golf courses in the country. Yeah. You know, we, it's not just a regional. We want to be, you know. National. National. But if you said five years from now, you know, I, I'd like us obviously have that bigger tap room upstairs, a bigger production facility, and not be at 13 clubs, but probably be at, you know, 50 or 60. So that's that's, that's the thing too. I mean, everybody's got to set goals in life, right? I mean, Ryan, you set goals in, in your business world uh, with your team and, and personally, and I do the same thing with Brandon and everybody else. And then Jeff, you do that with your team. And that's important for people to understand that it's okay to set goals. And if you don't achieve them, that's, that's okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, 50 to 60 in five years is probably achievable for you. Um, and, and Augusta national probably achievable. I have no pool there, so I'm sorry. Uh, I can get you in Yakagini Country Club if you want. We'd love to be there. We'd love to. Be, you know, there's not a there's not a golf course or a country club that we don't want to be at. We just want to make sure that everyone loves the product. Yeah, and and that's the thing. We came down and drank the beer, and we knew when we left the product was fantastic. I mean, the ale, I was just. Oh, mine's empty. Yeah, mine's empty too. Well, bash. Uh, we we we. We need some refills we, over we here. We crushed them. Excuse me. Yep. We are right now trying to get a couple more beers for... Uh, yeah. Two more over here, Bob? Yeah. We just crushed a couple beers here, guys. Yeah. All of our glasses are empty. So, again, for you out there listening, we're at the Lynx Brewing Company here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, talking with the owner, Jeffrey And, and I'm gonna, I feel like, number one, I'm in a brewery. I'm in a freaking pro shop, too, here. So make sure you go to linksbrewing.com. Uh, You'll be able to purchase beer on there. The Chase and Birdies, Blondell will be on there. They've got some cool swag that you can get. Their logo is really cool. Really um, cool. And so make sure you head over to linksbrewing.com. And um, I know our website's being made right now, and we're going to have information about Lynx Brewing and our partnership. And obviously this podcast will be on there. But please just go check them out. So for you, uh, I know you're into country music and, and the golf, so we've got a lot of similarities here. What is the strength of your golf game? Oh, well, I mean, I mean, you want me to tell me my That index? was a great segue. I mean, like, is that what you're looking for? I know my you hand? love music, so tell me about your strengths. So yeah. you, you're looking for my handicap right now? Is, Not, is that, I is, mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I know where, who I'm bringing. Uh, so I'm an 11. Uh, handicap is an 11. All right. You're, you're, my ears are perking. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, this is what I say to everybody about golf. I, I still have not found the way to put in a consistent 18 holes together. You know, so, you know, I mean, they're start out slow or come out hot and, you know, be right in line. And then one or two holes, I fall apart. And, you know, so if I could overcome that challenge, you know, and, and, and just put 18 holes together, I'd be excited. You should listen to our uh, Dr. Bob Rotella episode, Golf Psychologist. So yeah, he might the, be able to help you. What's his book? It's uh, it's Golf not, is not a game of game perfect. Of, putting yeah. is not a game of perfect. I mean, it's he's got how many number one sellers, the, which is yeah, crazy. His, he, is, he has two number one sellers in Ireland. Yeah. This thing, he was Tom Watson's uh, Golf Psychologist, wasn't he? He was, I mean, all of them. I mean, Rory, Padre. Padre. I mean, the list goes on. The guy is incredible. I think he's doing some stuff with JT. Is he, he really? I kind of alluded to that. LeBron. And, 
Yeah. I mean, he's got he's got some big boys out there that again, that's what people don't understand is that even though you're the best at what you do, you're still trying to get better, right? You're st- you're trying to be a better uh, beer brewer or have a beer better beer company. And if you're not trying to get better, then what the hell are we doing here? I just if I can get down to a five or six, I'll be happy. You know. So Bash is hoping the same thing. I'd like to get up to a five or six. Truthfully, well, have another year like last year, bud, and we'll be there. Right, it's fine. a tough game. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it's a tough game. Yeah, it's a great game, though. And him and I, we get after it, dude. When we play together, I mean... Here, here's the thing for me that I that I love about the game of golf. That, it, that the game of golf has given me is that I get to take trips with my best friends to different cities, right? Like Ryan and, and my fr- our other friend Brandon, we go on yearly birthday trip for me because it's all about me. Um so a yearly birthday trip, but what else can you do that? Most people are, let's go to the brewery. Let's get shit faced. Let's do this. We just want to go play a good golf course for a day. And you think about it like me to play with my father and take my son out. Those it's just, there's so many connections in golf. You can play this game for the rest of your life. No matter what you can do business on it. You can play collegiately. You can play in high school. You can whatever the game of golf is endless, right? I mean, if if you don't play the game of golf, you're a dummy. Well, it, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's such a great point. You know, it's interesting. When I when I first came up with the concept of Lynx Brewing, about three or four years old, the game of golf was on the decline. You know, four or five years ago, people were saying that you weren't getting as many players. People weren't interested in it. It's exploded now. Yeah. You know, and golf. One of the things that we're most excited about with Lynx Brewing and with what we're doing with you guys with this beer is male, female. You know, wealthy, not wealthy. I mean, everybody loves the game of golf. You know, there, the, the game of golf right now is very similar. I mean, you know, Ryan, you and I have experienced that quote unquote tiger effect, I guess you can say, instead yeah. of you. But I would say this is close to the tiger effect as it's going to get, if not more, because the game of golf right now with COVID. Think about it as a businessman. You have your meetings, blah, 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 bullshit. You go out, you play nine holes. Yep. Right now is giving the people the ability to go play golf on days that they necessarily wouldn't play golf before. I mean, yeah, it's it is out. freaking insane. Uh-huh. I, I just went on TaylorMade's website for the new driver. I bet you can't get it till like April. So it gives you different delivery dates mm-hmm. on the heads ready to ship on 217. Okay. The shaft that I want is not available till 318. The shaft. So I'm not getting that whole club till, what am I going to send me a head, bud? I'm going to be playing for my knees. It's like Ryan's length with just the head. Um, <laughs> Brutal. So my point is, is yeah, things are a little tough on the shipping and, and the manufacturing side, but at the same time, so many people are buying golf shit right now. I mean, golf, you talk to these clothing companies. I mean, you know, oh. you, you talk to Johnny O, you talk to Holder and Sunborn, you talk to Grace and Peter Millar. Everybody's backed up because they can't, Keep this shit in stock. No, I mean it's it, you know the lead time on on stuff is is unbelievable because it it has become extremely popular because for a long time, particularly when COVID came along, that's all you could go. Yeah, that's all you go could out do and play golf. play golf. No, you, know, you could be outside and you could play golf because you know you could because you're outside. Distant. Yeah. yeah, and now people are so damn scared to get out of their house. I get the hell out of your house, people. I mean, what the? F- I just think that every person I've ever met that's actually like embraced golf and learn to play it's a very frustrating game you mm-hmm. have to have a lot of patience but 
what else can you do where you're outside for four hours that's what I'm saying yourself nothing. usually with three friends nothing and, I mean it's it's a great well they're friends when you experience. tee off yeah. you usually hate them by the 18th Ryan and I are friends when we member guests and come whatever the fifth match we're not necessarily talking but we're there here's a question have you ever walked off a golf course because you didn't like playing with somebody um no I'm no. Jonathan probably has multiple times. Well, my ADHD, bud. Yeah, but, but no, no I've, I've never, never walked, walked off. off. I stopped talking to somebody. I've yeah. I, I hope. Oh I've, yeah. I've, like by the sixteenth sure. hole, I like stopped JR talking Hess? to somebody. Like how no, long can I you love, talk to that guy? I love Jr. No, I've never. I've just see. That's me though. I just like. I don't. I don't know. Like I know there's douchebags. You're playing golf. There can be douchebags, but. At the end of the day, if you're playing with me, bud, that means you're not really that good. Well, and that, I'm not and watching you on TV. And that's, that's yeah. and by the way, these guys nowadays look they they shot thirty under, thirty three under, thirty four, thirty four. Is that not that is re- is that what the, is that what the winning thing was? Yes. Thirty four under. But, that's ridiculous. But you can't take my best scores ever for a year and get me to thirty four under. Jeez. How about ten years, bud? Probably not. Why are they? Why is it so low? Is it technology? Is it is no it skill? I, is I, it I, length? I, well, I think I think number one, it's technology has a lot to do with how good these guys are. Technology I mean, helps the really really good players. Yeah, we just had Colton Oost on, and if you're not hitting it 300 plus, you have no business. You have no business being out there. You got to hit it straighter than a you know. I can hit it straighter than I can point. Yeah, right. That's what you need, and. um no, I think it's technology, and I think that these guys are just that freaking good. I mean, Cam Smith. Love him. Everybody thinks that he's a stud in this 34 under par for freaking 72 holes. Yeah. That's insane. To put that many rounds together in a row. That's basically a birdie every other hole and no bugs. There's a story out there about Tommy Armour third. He, uh, at the Pebble Beach Pro, and I think he shot like 66 or 67 the first round. The next day, he shoots. He has a morning tee time. He shoots 84 misses the cut. So uh, a friend of mine calls and says, Tommy, what the hell did happen? He said, well, I was in L.A. with a couple broads, and I barely made my tee time. I landed back in, at Pebble at like 8, and my tee time was at 8.45. Missed the cut after leading. Wow. So well, it's, not the, it's not the mentality today, but that's what it used to be like. I, I think that it is, though. I think those guys like the party. It's just they're, they're a little more. I don't know, man. I don't they're think they so, party as much. They're like so, the days of Ben Hogan. I don't, oh, you know. Ben Hogan's my man. Don't even get me started on that, man. These guys are so set on, you know, maybe at night they'll have a couple, but no, they're so set on that. Well, if you look at golf in the last 10 years, I mean, the pros today, you know, they have workout regimens like they didn't, I mean. So do I. Do you, you have the yeah. same workout regimen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Can't you tell? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's roll them into the tap in segment. Yeah, Jeff, it's been awesome having you on here. We're going to roll this into the last part of our show called the tap-in segment brought to everybody and you by Betnardi Golf. And Jonathan here is going to ask you a few questions. Yeah, go check him out at betnardi.com. I know the wedges are dynamite. Putter is sick. You like it? Love it. All Thank right. you, guys. All right, first question. Favorite club in the bag? Oh, uh, no question about it. 56-degree wedge. It's not mine, but... I love... Uh, uh, give me the 56-degree wedge every day of the week. Really? Love it. You Now, do you hit bunker shots with your 56? Mm-hmm. You do? Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Yeah. That's good. All right, lowest round and where? Oh, I'm so embarrassed to say it with you guys because of the quality you guys play. Lowest round is a 77, and it is at what does not exist anymore, but Highland Country Club. Highland Country Club. Highland Country Club. Uh, it's where I learned to play golf. It was in Westview, right? I'm a suburb of Pittsburgh, so I shot that there. Awesome. All right, favorite drink on the course? 
Oh, it's not even a question. It's any Lynx product. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's right. And the last question, which is a tough one for a lot of people, your dream foursome can be not here, can be here, whatever you want. Oh, my dream foursome of God. I mean, am I playing with pros? Am whatever I you want. Them? Anyone. All right. I'm going to be made, a lot of jokes can be made by my response here. It'll be myself, Jordan Spieth, mm-hmm. my favorite pro. All right. Uh, ooh. George W. Bush. Yeah. I'd put George, George W. Bush. Dub. I'd put W in there with me. And I think that the last one I'm really going to be made fun of, but I'm really into his social media. I think he's funny is Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. So I would do Ryan Reynolds, Jordan Spieth, and and George W. Bush. Anybody with the name Ryan is exceptional. You ever look watch his social media? Uh -uh. I mean, it's it's really fun. Hey, bud, what's your dream for some? I don't know. All right, mine. Yeah, Ben Hogan. Oh, I didn't know you could go with dead people. Well, we said dead people. Oh, I did. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, Ben Hogan, Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan, and. I'd probably, honestly, I, I'd probably have Mario Lemieux. Wow. Very nice. That's a good one. There, because, um, you know, those three can all play mo- for money, and I'll sit back and watch and have a cigar. I have to, I have to ask, you ask that question a lot, is Tiger on most people's lists? No, mm. no I mean, not, not really. Not as a much lot as of, you would think. A lot of people, I mean, we had some wild people. Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson's a Willie lot. Nelson. Yeah. A lot. Wow. Well, because he smoked so much damn weed. Oh, okay. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad thing. It really isn't. So can you give us your foursome, bud? So me, Tiger Woods, were playing, and we were playing against probably Arnold Palmer. There yeah, you go. There you go. Tiger, Honor Palmer. That's, that's original. Myself. <laughs> Twice. And um, you had two balls in this game. Man, who would I? Who else would I say? I know, but I I don't know. All right, bud. Maybe, well, you know, maybe Kurt Cobain or some. You know, ooh, that's an interesting one. Because he played golf. Um, he might have. We never know. Yeah, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We appreciate it. You know, everybody go to linksbrewing.com. Check out all the options that they have on, on the beer. Make sure you pick yourself up some Chase and Birdies Blonde Ale and have it drop shipped to yourself. Hey, guys. Appreciate uh, the opportunity to work with you. And we're really excited about this beer. Yeah, man. Thanks right. so much, Jeff. All right, y'all. Mr. Jeffrey Becker. That's some exciting stuff. So we're truly lucky with the partners that we have lined with. You know, Lynx Brewing being one of them. And then Nemecolon's really stepped up to the plate for us. I can't wait for that master's party with them up in Farmington, Pennsylvania. We're going to have some uh, cool people hanging out, hitting on the simulator. We can't tell you who yet. We'll probably drop that on the social media. But Nemecolon, go check them out. Check their website out at nemecolon.com. Book it for the summer. Let's see you up there. Tell us if you're going, tell us you're going. Yeah, let's peg it up, man. We'll peg it up. I know. It'd be great. But the master's party that... Uh, we're going to have here in Emicolon is going to be phenomenal. Again, details, TBD. But, you know, here, here's the thing. We just did that interview with Jeff. How many beers do you think you had during that interview? My man, I Jeff. Mean, you're slurring speeches around. It's like... I mean, bud, you give me one, it ends up ten. Like, what do you want? Well, I was having a good time. I know. We were excited. We were excited. We had some family members there. Yeah. A lot of our friends did not come. So it was really good. Yeah, it was great. So, you know, now we turn the tables. And and our one-year anniversary. One-year anniversary. So, number one, thank you to everyone that has listened, tuned in, bought merch. We truly appreciate it. It's growing. So we're going to drop 
a banner session on our one year anniversary and my wife's birthday. Oh man. Again. Again. And we're excited for this. So it'll be a funny banner session. Hopefully Ryan has partake in some uh, vitamins and I've drank some <laughs> booze. Vitamin M. Yeah, bud. So make sure you go to chasingbirdies.co, check us out, check the merch out, purchase yourself something, all right? You're you're helping you're helping us out a little bit. Make this dream come, come true. Yeah, there you go. We're on a thirty days, guys, for the sun to set at seven PM. That means we're that much closer to golf season we hope you're getting excited about it because uh, we know we are and uh, get out there chase a beer sip on a uh, chase a beer get out there chase some birdies sip a beer enjoy life while you can we appreciate all the support thus far look forward to seeing y'all here in a couple weeks thank you to simpler media for putting this thing together and rachel london for all your social media help y'all have a good one